Introducing the newest addition to the Sonos home sound system, the Sonos One. This smart speaker blends great sound with Amazon Alexa, so you can use your voice to control your whole Sonos system. Connect it to a Sonos home theater system and tell Alexa to turn up the TV volume in your living room so you can hear an ice hockey play-by-play on the podium while you're cooking in the kitchen. From NBC Sports and Vox Media, this is The Podium. So let's get into the head of Sean White. The shipment of the United States. Lindsey Vaughn, this is her chance now. And I'm your host, Lauren Shahadi. Welcome to day seven of the 2018 Olympic Winter Games. Today in Pyeongchang, Michaela Schifrin had her chance for a second gold medal, this time in slalom, usually her best event. But after two runs down the mountain, she missed the podium by eight hundredths of a second. And I was there. I've been in Pyeongchang for over a week. And while I love talking with athletes and with analysts in our studio, I haven't had much chance to get out and experience the events. So I took a field trip. We are finally breaking out of the IBC. We're going to watch Michaela Schifrin. She was favored for giant slalom. She won gold. She's heavily favored for slalom. I'm out of breath because I haven't had much exercise in the last week. And I'm going downstairs to try and catch the bus to the event. We're so excited because it's a beautiful day here in Pyeongchang. The sky is blue and it's about 40 degrees, which is a vast improvement. Let's go. And right behind me is Tom Ferry. He's joining me on the podium for the final days of the 2018 Olympic Winter Games. Hey, hey, I'm here to take the baton. <laughs> Out of breath, but taking the baton. We are at the bus depot next to the International Broadcast Center, <clears throat> and our bus just fired up. There are a few athletes in these games who are must-see athletes, the kind you want to stop and watch. For many Americans at the 2018 Games, that athlete is Michaela Schifrin. High winds postponed her events twice in three days, and Tanner Peterson from Minnesota changed his plans to be here today. We kind of reorganized our schedule to make sure we could be at this event when it got postponed and moved. So, um, pretty exciting. Schifrin's one of the most talented athletes in the Olympics and the headliner in slalom. Everyone at Yangpyeong was expecting her to take gold. But prior to her first run, as she looked down on the course, she vomited right before she went down the hill. She said it felt sort of like a virus, but the show was about to go on. The crowd was on their feet. Gangnam Style was blasting over the radio, courtesy of DJ Jade. And with that, Schifrin took her first run, got off to a slow start, and finished about a half second behind Swiss skier Wendy Holdener, who finished in the lead. Not a big margin, but she's going to have work to do in run number two for Michaela Schifrin, trying to be the first... Schifrin's mom was standing as close as she could to the course, and we were sitting in the stands with her dad. I mean, it was a, a really good-looking run. It was hard to critique it. She didn't appear to do much wrong at all. You know, we were sitting right next to her father and the whole Team USA contingent, and I wouldn't say that they looked nervous, but they were definitely very focused and maybe, maybe a little surprised that she's not leading after this first run uh, it's hard to guess but uh. i think it's easy to underestimate the pressure of gi- giant expectations and this is not a sport that you perform on a grand stage people don't know michaela schifrin 
every second of the day. They know her every four years. There's this giant expectation cloud hanging over her to perform. And um, she did it yesterday. We'll see if she pulls it out today. But on her second run, a slight bobble cost her some time and bumped her from the podium. So Schifrin fell short. As for Tom and me, the race was far from disappointing. We got to see Olympic-caliber talent outside of the studio. Alana Myers-Taylor, Lauren Gibbs, Mame Biney. This year, Team USA is more racially diverse than ever before, but it wasn't always this way. I open doors and open eyes to other little kids. I see somebody that looks like me. She can do it. I can do it too. That's Vanetta Flowers. In 2002, she won a gold medal in women's bobsled. I got into the sport basically for me to go out and win a gold medal because that was just my dream. And then to find out that I was the first, um, I realized it's much bigger than me. Flowers was the first black athlete to win a gold medal at the Winter Olympics. That's right, not one black person had ever won a gold medal at the Olympic Winter Games until 2002. Growing up in Birmingham, Alabama, Flowers didn't play winter sports. It hardly even snowed there. So how did she end up a bobsled champion? And why haven't we seen more athletes like her until now? Flowers made her Olympic debut in a sled, but her first love was track and field. My first track coach came to my elementary school. He had all kids race each other during gym class. At the time, he only wrote down the first initial and last name. My maiden name is Jeffrey, so he wrote down V. Jeffrey. And then at the end of the day, he realized that V. Jeffrey had the fastest time in the school. And he called my home, and he thought that he was going to ask my mom if her son could come out and run for his program thinking my name was Victor or Vincent Jeffrey. But when he found out I was a girl, Vanetta Jeffrey, um, he was shocked and excited and asked if I could come out and join his program. From that day on, Flowers knew what she wanted. The dream um, was embedded in me at nine that I could one day go to the Olympics. She ran track all through high school. That got her a scholarship to the University of Alabama at Birmingham, where she met Johnny Flowers. We met on the track team our freshman year at uh, UAB in 92. You're laughing, Vanetta, why? <laughs> well, it's funny because we ran high school track in the same track meets. He thought that I was kind of, you know, scoping him out as a senior in Were high you? school. Which I think no, she was. Absolutely. No. There's no question about <laughs> but it. But I'm so happy now. <laughs> but he quit to coach his wife for the 1996 Summer Games in Atlanta. At the Olympic trials, she came in 15th in the women's long jump, not good enough to qualify. So what was next for Vanetta? Her dream just wasn't gonna go away overnight. She set her sights on a new goal, the Sydney Games in 2000. Those trials were in Sacramento, but yet again, flowers came up short. Another four years of training gone. Vanetta and Johnny went back to their hotel in Sacramento and that's where Johnny spotted a flyer. It was posted by an Olympian, a winter Olympian. For track and field athletes to basically not give up on their dream, to continue to search for greatness, and here's an opportunity for you to be able to do that. And it was through bobsled. And so I'm looking at the qualifications. It talked about what you needed to be and, and how fast you needed to be and things like that. And I'm like, well, she can do all that. 
I just laughed at it. I mean, the only thing I knew about bobsled was from the movie Cool Runnings. I never even watched it in the Olympics, so the only thing I could think about was those guys from Jamaica. And it was funny to me. But Johnny was serious. He wanted them both to give bobsled a shot. So we start warming up together. And as we were warming up, she decided not to try out. She goes, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. So the competition got started. And the first event was a 60-yard dash. So after I ran the 60, I was feeling pretty good for old man. As I was running the 100, I pulled my hamstring. And so when I pulled my hamstring, I looked at her. I'm like, listen, you have got to live out our, our dream of going to the Olympics. <laughs> and so I convinced her to warm up and everything. And, you know, she went through the five-item test and scored off the charts. That's where the journey began. Fanetta, why would you initially decide not to try out? Well, I mean, I, I kind of saw it as a joke because I was there for track, not bobsled. We laughed about it. We can go back home to Alabama and tell of our friends and family that, guess what we did today? We tried out for the bobsled team. And so, you know, just thinking they would get a laugh out of it. A week later, Flowers got a call. It was Bonnie Warner, one of the best sledders in the United States. Inviting me to Germany to learn how to push a bobsled. I went to Germany for a week and pushed a sled. And maybe a month and a half later, I was in Park City, Utah, taking my first bobsled trip down the track. It felt like I had been placed in a trash can and thrown down a hill. So I was scared out of my mind. But Flowers got over her fear pretty fast. She trained hard for two years and paired up with Jill Bakken, a pilot from Portland, Oregon. And in January 2002, Flowers and Bakken made the Olympic team. It was the very first time women's bobsled would be part of the Winter Games and Flowers would be there. The attention away from her. Jill Bakken and... We had two runs. Oh, they have set a track record at the start. Five we were the 10th sled down. This sets up a very good run. They could be the team to beat. After our first phenomenal run. Phenomenal run, phenomenal run. By a huge margin of nearly three tenths of a second. second. And a new track record, USA number two, Jill Bakken and Vanetta Flowers move into first place to the delight of 15,000 fans. The Americans We felt like for our second run, if we could just stay up. on all four runners, not crash, and just have us move run that we could win the race. So on our second run, when we had a smooth run, and I was just thanking God all the way down. Now, slight skid, but that's not enough. And we look up at the clock, and it shows number one. Gold medal, USA. A dream had come true, and we were able to win a gold medal for our country. And you happen to be the first African-American Winter Olympian to ever win gold. And I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> My family here. I'm just, oh, I'm just so excited. Johnny Flowers remembers feeling so emotional. He had to step away from the track and kind of just take it all in. I mean, winning a gold medal is, is one thing, and it is special, and it is unique in itself. But when you realize that you're the first person to do something in any sport, especially in 2002, it really shows, for one, you know, that the sport has been lacking a lot of minorities. It's just the representation of the African-American just hasn't been there. NBC's Jane Pauley noticed that, too. Here's how she wrapped up a segment with Flowers during the Salt Lake Games. Vanetta hopes to see more African-Americans taking part in the Winter Games in four years, whether she's there or not. Flowers was there four years later. She competed in bobsled in Torino. Speed skater Shawnee Davis was there, too. 
In 2006, he became the first black athlete to win a gold medal in an individual event. But apart from Flowers and Davis, there was only a handful of black athletes at the 2006 Games. And today, 16 years after Flowers won her gold medal, we've seen some progress. But she's still the exception, not the rule. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll look at why there are so few athletes like Davis and Flowers, and we'll explore how that might change in the future. We live in New York City, so before we leave the house every day, I do a quick, Alexa, what's the weather? But I also love good sound quality, which is why I'm so into Sonos One, the newest addition to the Sonos home sound system. It's not just a speaker, it's the speaker. It's the premium wireless sound system controlled by your voice, which I love. This is for the people who love sound. When I first got it, I was thinking, I, I have to set up this, it's gonna take a while. But all I did was go to the link, download the app right to my phone, and the whole thing really just took a minute. The speaker, it's surprisingly small, it blends right into the wall, and you can choose a color that also blends with your decor. You can play Amazon Music, you can play Spotify, Apple Music, all in one place. And plus, you can play different music in each room. So my kids can listen to Kids Bop in one room, and I don't have to hear it, and I can listen to Katy Perry. Sonos is offering listeners of the Podium Podcast 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. It's a great deal. This offer is available for a limited time only. It won't be around forever, and it cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. So hurry up and get your Sonos One. Use the promo code WINTER10, capital W-I-N-T-E-R-1-0, at Sonos.com to receive this offer. Welcome back to the podium. In 2002, Vanetta Flowers became the first black athlete to win a gold medal at the Winter Olympics. A few athletes have followed in her footsteps, especially this year. A number of black men and women from across the world are competing here in Pyeongchang. So we've seen some progress. But at the Winter Games and in most winter sports competitions, there still aren't many athletes that look like Vanetta Flowers. Why? It's because of this notion of racial ideology that tells us what to expect relative to sports. This is Keitra Armstrong. She's a professor in sports management at the University of Michigan. But she started out on the court. She played basketball in college and was also a coach. And so sport has been my life uh, for all of my life in some capacity. And so now as a scholar, I research and write about the social cultural issues relative to sport and the business of sport. Professor Armstrong says that there's this long-standing idea. Because of the perception that certain sports are for a certain racial group, sports become racialized. If I were to tell you basketball, immediately what comes to mind is African-Americans. If I talk about hockey, immediately what comes to mind may be Caucasians. Why? Some of it has to do with geography. You won't find many skiers from Florida, no matter what their skin color. It's just hard to find snow. Same with Ethiopia or Botswana or Egypt. But there's more to it than that. The other part, I think, are resources. Winter sports are expensive. Think about downhill skiing. Even for a beginner, there's a ton of gear. Skis, poles, boots, you have to have a coat, a helmet, of course, gloves and snow pants. Plus, you've got to get to the mountain somehow. And that costs money as well. And then there's the lift ticket. Once you get there, it all adds up. And resources aren't just a problem for individual families. Professor Armstrong says these are also community-wide issues. 
many communities are really suffering with just basic fundamental safety issues relative to parks and recreation, um, community centers. And, and these are the kinds of places where we see predominantly people of color. They're not typically in areas where there's easy access to an ice rink. What if you use public transportation? Is the ice rink located along the route? And of course, many athletes of color told us they face discrimination even if they make it past all these other barriers. There might be ignorant comments from teammates or from coaches, or they might just feel like they don't fit in, that there's no one who looks like them. I think the other part of that is the absence of role models. And when there's an absence of role models, then it doesn't send the message to athletes of color that that sport is a sport that welcomes them. Athletes told us this can feel a little bit like a catch-22. To get more athletes that look like Vanetta Flowers... We need to have more athletes that look like Vanetta Flowers. But how does that work? It all comes back to the pipeline. Experts like Professor Armstrong agree that we need to get more athletes of color involved from the beginning, before they have the chance to internalize racial stereotypes about sports. The sport isn't regulated to just your skin color or your economic class. It's available to you. This is Elizabeth Royster Young. I am black. I'm a black woman. I'm proud of it. And yeah, I snowboard. Elizabeth runs a program called Shred Love. Every winter, she recruits kids from Harlem, Philadelphia, and all over New Jersey. She fundraises to bust them up to Wyndham Mountain in New York, and she gets a bunch of volunteers to teach them how to snowboard. And, like Vanetta Flowers, Elizabeth did not grow up playing winter sports. I grew up in Jersey City where the only winter sports we played were snowball throwing. Like, you know, you got hit in the head and that's it. She didn't try snowboarding until she was in her 20s when a friend invited her. And when we got there, it was bitter cold. My car broke down and my first lesson was brutal. I fell like 20 times. But I just remember having a really great time and um, being free. Like, no, no worries or concerns of what was waiting for me back home. Elizabeth says that freedom, it's part of snowboarding. You have to focus on what's in front of you. You have to disconnect or you'll fall. You'll continue to fall if your mind is elsewhere. So it forces you to be in the moment. So you can't really focus on like, all right, when I get out of here, I have to do laundry, I have to pay the bills. It's more of I'm here and nothing matters but getting down this mountain or this hill. And Elizabeth has always had a lot on her mind from the time she was very young. I was a teen mother at 15. From there, I had another kid in college and then my third in grad school. And at that point, like, I, this was ending a bad relationship. So the freedom she found on the mountain, she hadn't really felt that before. Elizabeth wanted to give people like her that opportunity, too. But first, she had to overcome a lot of stereotypes, even in her own community. She heard a lot of it from parents when she started recruiting kids for her program. There is a big stereotype that black people don't like the cold or we don't do winter sports because it's too cold and that we're um, warm-blooded people, tropical people. They started questioning her and her family. Where did we come from? Where did we grow up? And I'm like, I grew up right here in Jersey City. Uh, I am the same person that I'm trying to serve within this community. I went to school here, grew up here all my life. So I'm black. I'm a woman. Uh, <laughs> my kids are black. I have black sons and a black daughter, and they snowboard. It took a lot of convincing and a lot of fundraising. But in 2009, Shred Love was born. The program has served 600 kids in the last nine years. Royster Young is building a pipeline. 
there are times where you go down a trail and see that one other black person and it's like, oh my God, you're here. And they're like, yeah, you're here. We're here. <laughs> With programs like Shred Love, Royster Young hopes to see more and more athletes of color on the mountain, both in her native New Jersey and in the Winter Olympics. That'll do it for our show today. Tonight in primetime on NBC, you can see the men's figure skating final, the final in women's aerials, women's skeleton, and Lindsey Vaughn makes her Pyeongchang debut in women's Super G. Our show producer is Jonathan Hirsch. Our senior producer is Jillian Weinberger. Our executive producer is Nishat Kirwa. A special thanks today to Rebecca Chapman, John Howe, Eileen Sokol, and Tess Quinlan. Find more episodes of The Podium on Apple Podcasts. You can watch the Winter Olympics on the networks of NBC, and you can stream every event live on NBCOlympics.com and the NBC Sports app. I'm Lauren Shahadi. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, so Sonos speakers are super easy to set up, but if you just don't even want to bother with that, you can have someone else do it for you for free. How awesome is that? That's right. If you live in any major metropolitan area, up and running, we'll have a trained expert deliver and set up your system absolutely free. Just order from Sonos.com and select up and running at checkout if you qualify.